0: Hello and welcome to When In Doubt, Dance It Out. I'm Julia, your host, and I'm so excited to be here. Yay! I feel like this has just been a long time coming, and I'm just so excited to finally put it out into the world. So here we are, my dancing queens. Ah, everyone! Yeah! Happy dance! I don't know how you stumbled across me, but maybe you Sinead here. Maybe you did a three-step turn, drag. Maybe you did a hair whip, pop and lock. Who even knows, but I'm happy you're here because finally, us dancers have a voice and that is what this podcast is mostly about. Dancers having a voice and talking about topics that are not discussed enough. So I do want to say too, I'm very thankful that the media has finally brought attention to the physical aspects we go through. I'm talking about that meme that like you see on all Instagram pages of like the converse shoe and then like the bloody point shoe. Has anyone else seen that or is that just me? I'm like, "Yeah, well, what do you expect, people? We're on our toes all day long and you just like expect like a beautiful pedicured foot? You're wrong. Oh my god." <laughs> So I'm happy that we're getting Netflix shows now. We have documentaries, We have magazines and social media that take a glimpse into what the average dancer lifestyle looks like, right? Which is great, and I'm fully supportive of that. However, there's a lot of, lot of things that like happen within the dance community that do not have enough emphasis. And I'm talking about the emotional... And mental well-being of our souls as dancers. Yes, because, I don't know about you, but the average Joes of the world, yes, okay, everyone has something that they're, you know, upset about, blah, blah, blah. But, like, being told that mm -hmm, you're really talented, but, like, you don't fit the costume. Oh! (laughs) Okay, I just didn't waste my whole entire life savings Traveling across the world to audition for this role. But yeah, like, it's all good. Because I'm going to have a smile on my face and come back next year. Like, dance is a very emotionally damaged, damaging thing to us dancers. That just proves that we have such a thick skin. I mean, we might as well be superhuman. I don't know. It's just me. But we're here to talk about it. Yeah, we're... Mental health and emotions are so important in the dance world. Yes, physical aspects as well. Hell yeah, flexibility, technique, that's all well and good, but if you don't know how to take care of yourself up here and just vent and come to a safe place that doesn't make you feel so alone, this is what this podcast is for. So without further ado, if you are a dancing queen that used to dance when she was seven or he was seven and then was like, this is not for me. I hate classical piano music. Put me in gymnastics. This podcast is for you. (laughs) If you used to dance at one point and then kind of altered routes and now you're more so on the fitness side of things or you just like shaking your thing at the club like this is for you. All my dancing queens out there, whether you are a competition dancer, a concert dancer, a ballerina, a hip hop dancer, a sports team dancer, a dancer in training, retired dancer, this is for you because all of us have probably gone through it at one point. And let's talk about it. Let's share our feelings. Let's collaborate because you are not alone. And if I ever felt like this at one point, then I know for gosh darn certain, many of you have as well. I also don't want to say that dance hasn't brought me amazing experiences and opportunities and positive things because it definitely has. And I don't want to ever like shit on dance, but it's to just bring awareness and thoughtfulness to the traumatic things that we have or have not gone through and bring a sense of community. Eventually, I do want to have guests on the show. I feel like I just, you know, I don't have all the answers, right? I wish I did, but I just don't. So, um, but I do want to say too, that this is definitely intended for more mature audiences. So if you are not 16 and above I definitely, definitely suggest asking a parent or guardian before listening to this podcast, just because we're going to be talking about triggering topics and also because I have a potty mouth. I will be honest. I, although I teach dance and I teach younger kids, like guys, I I say the F bomb. I'm a human. So sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Here we are. (laughs) So you're like, why the hell am I supposed to even listen to this chick? Like what does this chick have to offer? Well let me just tell you. Okay, let me just say it. Now I'm getting already super awkward about this because I do not like talking about myself. I'll be I'll be the first one to say it. I feel like in the dance world in general, like you're taught to be so humble because everyone is replaceable. And I get it. So I feel like the dance world has definitely humbled me in that aspect. But a little bit about myself, just so you guys can, you know, get to know me a little bit better. I grew up in the ballet community. So I fell in love with ballet first. I was all about the pink tights. I was all about the live piano music. I was All about being told I was too fat. (laughs) Um, I competed at the Youth American Grand Prix. I did really well. I went to the finals in New York. Casually, Mikhail Barishnikov. Minor flex. All good. Um, And then, yeah, throughout that as well, I also did like the regular like jazz and star power competitions um, with like jazz, and I. Sadly, I started to develop and notice that, hmm, I do not have the body type to be a ballerina. So I kind of had to act quickly and readjust some things. So that's why I kind of went to the, the commercial jazz route. Um, fell in love with it. Absolutely like, loved all the hips do lie moves. Ooh, yes, Shakira, Shakira. Um, and then I also did like pomps in high school. We won at state. It was no big deal. Um, and then I later went to Point Park University in Pittsburgh. I studied dance there for two years with a major in dance. Um, my main focus, I think, oh God, it seems so long ago, but my focus was ballet and jazz. And then I was like, oh gosh, I need something new and I need to do something else with my life. So I transferred back home to the Midwest and started auditioning for, um, for gigs and started my professional career while also um, receiving my bachelor's degree in psychology. And then I finished um, with a dance minor, so I went from dance major to dance minor to psychology degree. Very, very strange, but I'm still in the professional world as a dancer, so um, I do think my psych degree kind of helped me out in different ways with dance, so um, yeah, so there you have it. That's a good, just a little bit about me, you know what I'm saying. So uh, here we are. When in doubt, dance it out. Our first episode is talking about dancing in the pandemic. When I'm talking about quarantine, I spent so much time on TikTok. I felt like it became my new BFF. It was legit. I really resonated with that one trend where (laughs) it was like, I love it, I can't wear it. I got this new dress, I love it, can't wear it. That's exactly how I felt with dance particularly. I'm like, great, I got this contract, my dream job. Love it, couldn't do it. Ooh, I worked really hard for this body. Ooh, love it, couldn't wear the costume it was just an ongoing cycle of just this false hope of like, ooh, you might have this, but mm, just kidding. No, you don't. So being in quarantine, I felt like it was a Hawaiian roller coaster ride without the Hawaiian part. Listen, quarantine, yes, it has had its ups, its downs, positive, negatives. However, Being in quarantine in the Midwest, it just hits a little bit different because I see like my cousins on the West Coast being like, oh my God, I went on this nature walk. I'm like, oh... I took a nice stroll on some flat land. It was so nice to get out in the fresh air and really experience some nature. So it's so nice. And being in the Midwest, right, there's emphasis. And the Midwest is known for really honing in on the family. There's importance on the family aspects. But being in quarantine with your family... Different story. I'm the one at dinner crying in the corner after we play Uno because I'm upset that I can't live out my dancing dreams. I felt like such a wimp. Like people are dying, Julia, and you're upset that you can't, you know, go across the country and explore and it'll fulfill your dance dreams, right? I felt incredibly selfish (laughs) and it's no one's fault but also there was nothing really to distract me from it it was just having to get creative with my quote unquote fun but you got to make do with what you got right i'm we're here oh what to do what to do so i want to maybe go back how did how did i get here turn around <laughs> but how did we get here seriously i think that reviewing it can also help us see how far we have grown, right? It might be a little triggering to some of us because sometimes we just don't like to bring up the past and that's very normal. But in this case, I wanna know, where were you when you got the news that either classes were canceled, transportation was not as um, accessible as it might have been Say, for instance, you were in New York, you were at Pearl Studios, and oh, the Hairspray audition just didn't happen, right? We get it. I'm here for it. But I want to know the details, the details. So I guess I'll, I'll start, right? I'll start by saying off my little experience. Um, now, this is just my experience, And hopefully this gives you all, my beautiful dancing queens, some insight on what I went through. And I'm sure you can pull similarities within my experience and my stories, (laughs) because we are not alone, my dancing queens. This is happening all over the world. And when I felt so alone, I had to turn around and be like, you know what? It wasn't just me who didn't get to experience their dream job or Things have just been so incredibly different. And the mask situation, oh my gosh. Like, talk about like performance quality in a mask. They're like, perform with your eyes. Can you imagine, (laughs) it is a different breed and you can't breathe sometimes. Like it is, test that stamina, mm, girl. (laughs) Test that endurance, ooh, mm, comes into check. So anyways, without further ado, I'm going to paint the picture on where I was when I received this fantastic news that I thought was supposed to last for two weeks, TAPS. Very temporary, I must say. Where was I? <laughs> That's a secret I'll never tell. <laughs> Ew, I hate myself. Okay, where was I? I was in my car, likely story, when I received the news that my current job working for a sports team, dancing for a sports team, was canceled. Was I upset? Did I shed a tear? Absolutely not I did not shed a tear. I was like, oh, you're telling me I have two weeks all to myself without rehearsal, without corrections, without... People telling me to smile constantly, like what? So, was I? You know, obviously, I was a little bummed, right? Because that meant I wasn't going to see my my fab teammates, people that I loved so much. I was a little little bummed, but at the end of the day, I was dying to watch Riverdale, and I'm like, here we are. This is the time. This is this is why the universe has brought me Riverdale that's such a good time. (laughs) Anyways. So two weeks. Great. I was like, I'm going to spend so much time with my boyfriend. We're going to make absolutely obnoxious TikToks and be cute and make cookies and put the feet up because everyone needs some time off. Especially if you're a pro dancer, either in the NFL, NBA, like it is, it is quick, especially in the NBA. Oh my gosh games 24/7 it's ridiculous so yeah i was i was fine with having some time off let's just say that time came and went breeze through riverdale you know on, on day 3 you know what i mean like i was i was fine i was like yeah okay um i guess i should like probably continue to work out cuz you never know when the when they're going to call, you know, when my, when my coach, when my captain's going to call and be like, we need you back. And I'm like, Oh, you don't say right. So I was like any of you, I'm sure you were all busting your ass for like four hours a day, making sure you were in tip top shape because you just didn't know when things were going to quote unquote, go back to normal. So I was doing these insane workouts on Instagram, taking these master classes from like choreographers on Instagram and, and and Pro Dance League and all this stupid stuff. Well, not stupid because it did bring me happiness and it felt like I I had kind of a purpose again. But oh my god. I was trying to match the calories I was burning in like a four hour practice in like an hour of my time. And I'm like, actually babe, I can't film this TikTok because I have to go work out. he's like, oh my God, like psycho. I have this false hope, as I mentioned, and it was, I'm saying this kind of jokingly, right? I'm explaining my situation jokingly, but I was actually really sad, like sad, because with my situation, I had it all figured out, right? I was going to finish up my contract with my sports team and then transition very, very fluidly to my dream job. And that was dancing on a cruise ship to fricking Europe, which I've never been before. And everything that I had been manifesting was just lining up, bang, bang, bang. And for the first time in my life, I was ready to start this new chapter of my life And we all know as dancers, right, that when you're going on auditions and things, it isn't just like something that you stumble across, right? You have to put in the work. You have to look up the audition, figure out if I need to stay at a hotel or call a friend. Like there's a lot of aspects and energies that you put into auditioning for things. It's money, it's time, it's exhausting. And so when you work so hard for something, and as we all know as dancers, it's not handed to us on a silver platter. You have to work for it. And when it finally catches you, and it's finally making sense, and the world is just working in your favor, and then all of a sudden, corona. Like, like, <laughs> And it's something that you don't have any control over. What do you do? What do you do? I went through a very dark place, but obviously I came out of it. But having these emotions and having these feelings, I had mentioned before that I almost felt selfish, right? Because people are dying <laughs> and people you know, are struggling. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their houses. They're you know, becoming homeless. Like The world is in shambles. And I'm over here being like, oh, flips hair. I can't go on my cruise line. Really, Julia? Seriously? But as dancers, we all know very well that there's just an extra component that goes into it that just makes it so much more personal and so much more hurtful when our dreams are kind of ripped away from us. I mean, look at Broadway. Um, hello, where is anybody out there? (laughs) So it's not just me, right? That I, and I felt so alone in this, but I also have to turn around and be like, it's not just me. And that is why I feel like this podcast is so structured for everyone because there's so many avenues that you can take within dance. But I digress. I was feeling very alone And how many virtual fitness classes was I really going to do with the rest of my day? Like something needed to change. And I didn't know what that was going to be, whether that be just saying F it. Actually, yeah, (laughs) that really helped me just transition into other avenues and hone in on other things in my life. Dance has been an insane part of my life. It's, I should say, it's been my life since I was like eight. And for many of you, probably younger. Every single decision I have made thus far has had probably something to do with dance. Oh, I can't go to Kyle's birthday party because I have rehearsal early in the morning. Oh, actually, I can't go to Taco Bell because... I have a photo shoot tomorrow and now living in the pandemic and having a lot of our jobs not be our jobs anymore as performers. When all of that is gone away, what am I supposed to do? Be a regular human? Like what? Yes, I consider myself obviously Julia, but dancer Julia was consuming my entire life before the pandemic. Like Oh my gosh, I looking back on my on my schedule, I was like I don't know when I slept getting my degree and dancing professionally. Like I don't know how that even occurred. Like I'm I'm confused on how that even happened. But not saying that like I wasn't living in the moment, but I almost was like a robot. Oh my god. Crazy. And so when that is not really in the picture anymore. I was like, who am I? Like, do I do I have hobbies? Like when people are like, what do you like to do for fun? Like, mm, what is it? <laughs> I'm like, it's dance. <laughs> oh, well, what else do you do? I'm like, mm, that's it. <laughs> so these hobbies, right? Like what am I supposed to do in quarantine besides taking these, you know, three hour, Master classes on Instagram. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I? And who is Julia? And how do I get to know her? Because the Julia that I am and was during those first couple months of quarantine, I was waking up every day feeling anxious and checking my emails like five, 30 times a day. That's a big range. But I was checking my emails so often, like every hour. Thinking that I was going to hear from my coach, thinking I was going to hear from my cruise line, trying to gain some sort of answer for my journey of what's to come, right? And unfortunately, it wasn't happening. The emails were not coming through. The phone calls were not happening. I was feeling so stuck, And I'm sure for some of you, that's a great word to describe how you may have felt, just stuck. Something that you can't control, something that you know is completely out of your hands. You didn't make the decision to leave Broadway. You didn't make the decision to not go to dance class anymore. Things I felt like were just falling apart and being dancers, right, all of the decisions that we make are intentional. And with having this time off, right? Dance classes are closed. Transportation is really not happening. I felt like, now many of you have also may have felt this way, but I felt that I needed to be super productive with my time because unfortunately as dancers, there really is no off season and there really are no days off. You're constantly working on your technique, your flexibility, whether that be in your off season, going to a hot yoga class or maintaining your quote unquote dancer diet. And in this moment, I knew that my mindset had to change and had to alter because what good was coming out of my five-hour rehearsals on Zoom. What good was coming out of that? I was beating myself up for what? There was no reward at the end of it, right? Because as dancers, we rehearse, we train, we rehearse, 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 train, 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 train in order to perform. That's kind of like the end goal, right, is to perform. And when performing wasn't even an end goal, well then what the hell? What the hell was I supposed to do? Like train for what? For what? And I'm not trying to bash on, you know, dance in general, but that was just the reality of it, right? There were no jobs, there was no work. And now I feel like, you know, there have been opportunities, right? But during those first couple months of quarantine, many of us were all in the same boat, twiddling our thumbs, praying and hoping for the best. During those first couple of months, pulling myself out of that rut and staying true to my feelings and and noticing that I am feeling anxious. I am feeling sad and that's okay. It shouldn't make me feel selfish. It shouldn't make me feel like I'm doing something wrong, but also I can be true to myself and take ownership of my feelings. And I feel like for many of us artists out there, We're being told to, you know, we're growing up with that aspect of, you must give. You have to give to the audience. You have to exude this amount of energy to get your point across. But how am I supposed to feel? Like, what am I going through, right? And focus on the self. For the first time in my life, I was actually thinking, how am I feeling? How am I, myself, Julia, feeling, as opposed to, well, how is this going to make others feel, right? How am I going to be represented? Because that, that is kind of the lifestyle of a dancer. How do I want to be represented? Here's my resume. Here's all the things that I have done and accomplished. How am I supposed to be represented, right? So for the first time, I really took ownership of how I felt. And it was X, Y, and Z. Sad, anxious, angry, not... F- you know, for all of it, but for most of it, for those first couple of months, I'm like, get me out of here. And if this is how you have felt too, homies, my dancing queens, raise your hand, raise it louder in the back. (laughs) I get it. I feel you. This is how we all have felt. Now, coming to this realization of how I felt I knew that I didn't want to keep feeling this way throughout my summer because, again, the birds were singing. It was hot. I was ready. So something had to change, and I had to do some real big (sighs) self-reflection. Oh, my God. I don't want to be like (laughs) this meditation police, but here I was freaking meditating. I had to say to myself, Okay, what needs to change? What is working and what's not working? These four-hour workouts, are they working? Are they not working? Well, Julia, they were in fact not working. So I had to utilize my time in a different way. Time is so important. I didn't realize until quarantine how many hours I actually have in a day to sit and watch Netflix. (laughs) But here we are, right? So these four-hour workouts we're just, they weren't doing it for me anymore. So I pushed myself back a little bit. I'm like, okay, maybe an hour. I'm like, okay, an hour, an hour. Well, the first like 20 minutes, I'm just playing on my phone. And then for the next, you know, 30 minutes, I'm actually doing something. So I'm like, okay, well, an hour's not working anymore. Let's, let's push it to 15. Ooh, 15, not so much. Okay, we're going to meet somewhere in the middle 30 minutes of just working out, whether that is using weights or doing, you know, a 30-minute online yoga class, whatever it may be, I had to readjust the timing of my workout schedule. Because as we know, I got a little carried away. And then I had to talk to myself and almost talk myself down off of the ledge with how I was perceiving myself in the mirror. Now, this may be a triggering topic for some of you, but we all know as dancers, we have beautiful bodies. Oh my God, we are angelic creatures to say the least, okay? We have that lean muscle. We all have different body types and every body type I think should be accepted in the dance world. But as dancers, we are angelic creatures, right? That's why everyone is like, oh my God, are they dancers? They're so flexible. Look at their posture. Whatever. Bite me. (laughs) So anyways, I had to kind of talk myself down from feeling quote unquote out of shape. Now I'm going to sit with that for a minute. Looking at myself right now, The average Joe would say, Julia, you are not out of shape whatsoever. But in my head and in my mind, because I wasn't dancing for eight hours a day, I was feeling, wow, I am out of shape. And for many of you, this might have been the case as well. I had to come to the conclusion that life will go on. The world will still be turning on its axis if I decide to eat, drumroll please, a donut. (laughs) The world will go on, Julia. You will not be an awful dancer because you have had a donut for dessert. Oh my God. I was beating myself up because I was eating not on my dancer diet. Like... How disgusting is that? I'm saying this out loud and I'm like, "Oh my god, like what is wrong with me?" But dancing queens, this was this is the life of a dancer, right? We must stay on our dancer diet in order to be successful. If you want to get this role, you need to look a certain way. And that's that's what it is. That's that's the life we have chosen. And we're passionate about, oh my God, Crimea River. But here we are, right? I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm in my bikini. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I even fit in this bikini anymore because my jugs are a lot bigger now. <laughs> oh, great. So I had to talk myself down from the ledge. I had to think to myself, Julia, listen, Julia, snap out of it, Julia. Listen, we might not be in our dancer tip-top shape, six-pack, chiseled calves, no fat whatsoever is on our body. However, I'm still healthy. I work out every day. While I might not be in my tip-top dancer shape, I have to be okay with it because you will have changes in your body. Every day your body changes. Every day you notice something different that you like or you don't like, right? And as dancers, we are the first people to judge how we look because that is our art form. It is a combination of how our lines look in a picture, in a photo, on stage, off stage, in a mirror, right? That's, that's basically our job is to make our bodies look pretty in certain shapes. That's it. But here's the thing. I don't know when the world is going back to normal. And when that day comes, oh, you bet I will be the first one in line at the audition. But in the meantime, as we're exploring our other sides of ourselves, besides dancer Julia, dancer XYZ, just being Julia is also important too. And I had to take that step back and realize that. So the Julia body that I have is good enough. And the body that you have is also good enough. And no one cares If you have a six pack or accentuated calf muscles, no one gives a F what you look like. Only you do. If you want to wear a two piece bathing suit, a one piece bathing suit and you, whatever, you gained a little weight, who cares, right? Because again, live your life in the way that you want because life is going on with or without you eating the donut. So why don't we just all eat the donut and save ourselves the trouble? If working out for 15 minutes a day is doing it for you, Dancing Queen continue. If doing a four-hour workout class on Zoom is working for you, oh, my Dancing Queens do you, right? We have to stay on our path. And if that path is, is leading you to happiness, then dude, go for it. No one's stopping you. But that's just my, my input. Now I'm taking a triple step back, a little jazz square, if you will. And I'm noticing, okay, another thing that I have to alter in my quarantine mindset is creating more memories with the people around me, right? I know for gosh darn certain, that when I am on that dancing grind and my schedule is crazy and I don't have time to go to Kyle's birthday party, like, (laughs) so now I have the time to do this crazy, a concept I've never encountered before. So noticing the people around me, we have been granted with this time to build other relationships besides networking right? Networking in the dance worlds You need to present yourself in such a way that people will like you and want to be around you. Ah, bullshit. Just be your goddamn self. And if they like you, they like you. And if they don't, they don't. But noticing who you are spending your time with in quarantine, right? It could be your family, could be your friends, could be your significant other, right? You're, you're continuing this relationship with these people around you. And you have to take a step back and realize, okay, is this environment working for me? Do these people bring me joy or are they making me insane? <laughs> is there a change that needs to take place in order for myself to be happy? For me personally, I was spending an abundant time with my cute little boo-boo my boyfriend. (laughs) Now, I am going to give him a shout out. He is the best thing in my life. I am obsessed with him. We are obsessed with each other. I like to think we have a healthy relationship. Now, quarantine particularly has brought us closer together. And yes, even though we love each other and we are the dream team, I was almost mirroring what was happening outside of I don't know what's happening in the world. I don't know what's going on with my future in dance. Therefore, I don't know what's going to happen with my significant other and I in the next 24 hours. Since I had no concrete answers about my job, I wanted at least some sort of concrete answer from my personal relationships. LOL. And even going further into my relationship and saying, honey, I need a schedule. I need to know what we're doing. We need a game plan because listen, as dancers, we have a schedule. And for me not to have a schedule, I will go crazy. And also, do you see me in your future? (laughs) So I felt like I almost had my guard up. And this this doesn't have to be with your significant other. It could be, you know, with your with your BFF or with just your roommate in general. Say you weren't wanting to get close to your roommate that you didn't really know that well because you were like, "Well, I'm I'm moving out in a couple months to go on tour with Beyoncé." <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. So I don't want to, you know, let my let my guard down and let other people in, right? I'm just throwing out examples here, peeps. But because of this time, I had to let my guard down a little bit. And I didn't even know that I had my guard up, which is crazy to think about. I'm like, I'm an open book. But here I was thinking to myself and just being so in my head about, The future with my boyfriend because I didn't know the future of the world. And my whole entire, and we know this, your whole entire decision-making has been around dance. And when that's taken away from us, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen in the other aspects of my life if I don't have dance as my backbone, my center of gravity? Like what is going to happen? I had to let my guard down. and of course, you know, like I said, this didn't happen overnight. This was a gradual process. I feel like for both of us too, obviously we love each other, but having that conversation just made it 10 times better. (laughs) Right. And now we're, we're literally moving in together in a couple months. So things are, things are shifting and coming together in a different way of my life. And it's not so dance focused. And as much as I want dance in my life right now, I have to, it's okay to take that pause and focus on other aspects of your life that also make you happy. The next part of my quarantine enlightenment, dance is not really super existent. There have been opportunities, I've had friends that have been performing, you know, at the VMAs or the music awards, which is Awesome, and friends that have continued to dance for, um, you know, NBA teams and NFL teams, and it's been awesome seeing them thrive. And I don't want to say that dance is never going back to normal because I still have hope. But during this time, I have had to get incredibly creative on having an artistic out right? Because I am passionate about dance, but obviously the same opportunities that we all once had are not really accessible. Now, some of you may have done this as well. I was choreographing silly dances that related to my life. I was getting my family involved. We were doing dances about quarantine. I'll post that eventually. You can also see it on my personal page. But it, just, it was something to do and it made me happy. And still being involved, it seems like within the dance world and creating dances, and this could be for you, creating dances on TikTok, whatever it may be, I felt like I was still a part of the dance world in some way, shape, or form. And that made me feel good just because I was still you know, feeding that passion of mine, but from a different angle, right? So it wasn't taking that four hour Zoom class, but it was being creative in different ways, which also kind of, you know, brought me happiness and brought me joy in that time of need. So, Looking back on your quarantine, was there anything specific that you did to create that creative outlet, right? That could have been taking pictures, that could have been doing adult coloring books, like finding other aspects to be creative is so important, right? Because we are artists. Now, my dancing queens, it is so rewarding, right? To to be a dancer and to be front and center. It is so rewarding. You feel like you're on top of the world or you got a role and you're on top of the world. You feel like, okay, now I'm going to have a job. I'm going to have some stability for a couple months, right? That's obviously victories that we should be celebrating. However, it's also the little things out of life that need celebration as well. And that could be just as simple as the sun is out I'm going to go for a walk. Oh, I'm going to actually give my grandma a call and figure out how to work FaceTime with her. Celebrating those little victories every day really truly helps me create a positive environment with having the pandemic behind me. Yes, I, as I wanted answers and I wanted to be performing and I wanted to put on those false eyelashes, I knew that the things in front of me were also very important and very positive. And noticing that those little victories of my day of going for a walk with my boyfriend, making dinner with my mom, creating those special memories are irreplaceable. As we know, The dance schedules that we have are crazy. And sometimes the relationships that we have in front of us, whether that just be with your BFF, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your family, your crazy roommate, we don't take the time to notice other awesome aspects of our life besides dance and besides wearing that super sexy costume or standing front and center. Yes, while we can celebrate those awesome things that come with dance, we can also celebrate the things that are in front of us that we sometimes, I must say, sometimes neglect. Yes, it sucks that we are in quarantine. And yes, it sucks that we don't have the same dance opportunities, whether that's taking class or performing or going on auditions. It sucks. I'll be the first one to say it. However, We shouldn't be identifying ourselves as a dancer. You are you, and you are also important. With that being said, everybody, that concludes our first episode of When In Doubt, Dance It Out. Yeah. So, guys, I had such a good time today. I feel like this was kind of therapeutic for me. Um, I hope that you guys tune in next week. I feel like I just... I just have a lot of word vomit coming out of me these days. So I hope you subscribe. I hope you listen to the next episode. If you want to DM me, oh my gosh, please do, because you are not alone. And if you have any questions, again, we could talk about it. I want to hear all the drama, all the details. So please follow me on When In Doubt, Dance It Out podcast on Instagram, Instagram. Also, my direct handle is Julia Ponty. That's J U L I A P O N T. Why? So um yeah, that concludes our, our first episode. Oh my gosh, dancing queen's crazy. Um yeah, so I am on Spotify and Apple Podcast as well. Tell your friends, gather round and round, have a party with all the donuts that you want. Um, but yeah, guys, next week we're <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about dating a dancer. Oh my gosh, the drama continues. So if you have any input and want to share your stories as well, oh my gosh, please DM me. I want to hear all the nasty stories. Keep shining, keep dancing. When in doubt, dance it out. Give me a beat. Five, six, seven, eight.